serious news, seriously entertaining. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, happy Wednesday. Bet you guys will take the heat now, huh? It's not so bad. When it's just a little warmer, we have a smidge of monsoons. Hmm. Well, I'm watching the weather in a different part of the country. Yeah. Hurricane Ian makes landfall. This thing is going to be a mess. Got about a million uh, Floridians without power. We're going to uh, update you in a few minutes. Um, I, this is something I could just never take my eye off. Every time there's a hurricane, I have to watch it because I just can't believe it. Two things keep your interest more than anything else. Fantasy football and hurricanes. Put them together. <laughs> fantasy hurricanes. You got it going on. Are you talking about me personally? Yes. As a two-time fantasy football champion. Two-time. Okay. You should be and, and a part-time amateur <laughs> weather person. All right. Hey, uh, how about congratulations to our buddy Jim Cross. Amen. Went into the Hall of Fame today. That's what Good I'm talking job. about. It was so, awesome, and congratulations. Hey, man, it was so cool to see him up there. And we the, went there. We uh, had the uh, rubber chicken. Phenomenal. I <laughs> uh, saw him get inducted in the Hall I of Fame. I wore pants. He did. Good for you, man. Good for you. Was Just out, for Jim. He was out in Scottsdale, a talking stick, uh, and uh, we got to see him walk up onto the stage and go to the Hall of Fame. He's one of the great guys in the business. Great so. speech, and just listening to you know where he came from, like in Podunk Town, yeah. Boise, and then then he made it to the big town, Kingman. I'm yeah. like, is there another <laughs> Kingman I don't know about? And just listening to him, it was just yeah, just congrats. a great dude, Jim Cross, Hall of Famer, well deserved. All right, there's a uh, it's a, there's a story we've kind of been looking at it for the last 24 hours. Uh, it's pretty troubling. I got to figure out, and I think we all got to figure out, uh, what if you throw a rock at a cop? Like, what happens? Because this guy got killed. Yeah. And so before we get into this story, here's, here's what I always say uh, for me. I'm a big fan and, and, and supporter of the police. What I always do with the story is I take the story and I start out on the side of the police. That's how I always do this. And then at the end, I see where, I, where, where, where we get. They have such a hard job, such a dangerous job, uh, uh, a thankless job. You know, people want to, you know, take money away from them and, and, and you get political and all that kind and of everything stuff. everything they do is wrong. Right. Every time that you're talking about the cops, if it's something good, it's on the back pages or just a blip. If it's something bad, it's it's front line. And even when you find out it's it's not what everybody says it is, it's too late. Damage has been done. OK, well, let's find out if the Phoenix police made a mistake here yeah. or if they did the right thing. So we've got a situation where there was uh, a guy. And he was throwing rocks at the cops. By the way, I don't think he could do anything more stupid. And he ended up losing his life. So what happened? The family of a man who was shot and killed by Phoenix police over the weekend says that they now plan to sue the department over his death. 34-year-old Ali Osman was killed after police say he threw rocks at officers and did not obey commands to stop. Team 12's Chase Go Lightly spoke with Osman's family this afternoon about the loss of their loved one. All right. So we'll get to that in a second. So let's go through the story. Uh, you've got a guy and he's throwing uh, uh, rocks at, at their car. When I hear that, the first thing that comes to my mind? Yeah. Mental illness. Could be. That's the first thing that comes to my The first thing that comes to my mind, if, if you're a 30-some-year-old throwing rocks at a car, you probably either have a drug problem, mental illness, a bit of both. Yeah. But that's something that a normal person in their right mind isn't going to do. So police on Saturday, uh, Central Phoenix, the officers are driving uh, near 19th Avenue. I don't exactly remember where, but uh, their car was hit by rocks. So what do you do if you're a cop? Okay, well, this is a dangerous situation. 
Because who knows? This guy might be throwing rocks at other cars. So the officers turned around, which is what they should be doing. Turn around. So they saw him continue to throw rocks at them. They asked him to stop. He did not. Both officers fired their weapons. They hit him. He was taken to the hospital, and he died. All right. It's a hard, it's a tough one, it man. Is. It's a tough one. I, I, get, I get what you're saying about you, you try and get into the mind of someone who would throw uh, rocks at a police officer, okay? Uh, if he had a knife, is he dead? Because I don't think he is. Did they think if they he had was a, shot at? I don't know. But if he had a knife, this is where you could surround him and use a taser. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. But... You know, if 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 he's throwing rocks, I mean, you know, you hit somebody in the right place, you could kill them with a rock. Yeah, but I doubt he's David. Right. So, right, right, right. So, right. I mean, I don't think he's. A, a, I mean, you know, what comes to mind is, was he throwing rocks at them and they thought their car was hit by a bullet? They turn around and they, you know, they see some somebody and he doesn't follow the commands and he lifts his arm or does something. And, of course, it's, everything happens in a split second. Okay. Uh, the attorney for the family. This should not have resulted in Ollie's death. There were several things that could have been done. Now his family has hired local attorney Quasey Smith to represent them in a lawsuit against the department, saying this shooting that ended Osman's life was unjustified. I haven't heard anything that would even suggest to me remotely, as a former police officer, that these officers' conduct was acceptable. Well, there's certainly going to be an investigation. There's no, there's no doubt about it. Now, there were other cars that were hit. Right. That was, you know, again, it's. Uh, so if you're the cops, you have to stop. Yeah, because there's somebody calling and going, "Hey, I think I just got hit by a bullet." Right. Because you you, you hear a psh or a psh and you don't know. Yeah. All right. What about the body cam? What about the size of the rock? Phoenix, please tell us the size of the rock thrown is still under investigation, but will be revealed along with the body cam footage two weeks after the shooting per the department's transparency policy. Both officers involved are also on leave. All right. I, I hate to take the easy way out on this one. I just don't think we have enough info yet. I don't think I have enough info to say what happened was right or what happened was wrong. Because you know me, I'm very, it's, I'm, a, I'm black and white. It's either one or the other. Yeah. And on this one, I just, do you think we have enough information? Because I think when you look at it, again, we talk about this. If you want to look at the headline, uh, you know, cops kill a man who is throwing a rock. It doesn't make the police officers look good. Or, or, or another one, disingenuous here, cops kill a Muslim man. With a, like, you're, you're trying to stir something up. You're right. not. Some that, of the headlines. Yeah. Those are the headlines. You're, the information is right. I mean, I'm sure we're going to get more, and you know, and when the thing comes out, uh, but we're not going to get the other calls. Are we going to get the other calls with that? Like, did somebody call in because they said multiple cars were hit with a rock? Right. Right. Did somebody call in and say, "Hey, uh, uh, my car just got shot at," or something like that? And then the cops are at a much different position. Mm-hmm. What have you and I always talked about? What happens between the phone call, the first phone call that comes into the, the you know, the department dispatch and so then goes out to the cops. They're reporting what somebody else is thinking or said they saw. So they're coming at something wholly different right. than just rolling in and there's a guy with a rock. Yeah. Yeah. They could have gotten word that some sort 
some sort of thing was hitting the car. Was it a rock or a bullet, like yeah. you said? Well, what about mental health? Take a listen to this. Was, uh, was this guy, was he in the right mind? Those closest to him say Osman struggled with mental health, but was getting treatment in Phoenix. The Saturday night when Phoenix police say the 34-year-old was throwing rocks at their cruiser at Tucky and 19th Avenue, just south of Glendale Avenue. They approached Osman and told him to stop. Police say he continued when both officers shot and killed him. The whole thing just makes no sense to me. He didn't deserve this. Uh, and at the end, you see, I think uh, that was a family member. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. you know, nobody deserves, if you've got mental illness and you're throwing rocks and you're not in your right mind, nobody deserves that, period. I think we can all agree with that. Yeah. Uh, you know, but, but how do you how do you take care of this situation? Well, it goes back to the thing that we've talked about. You, we asked the police officers to be marriage counselors, therapists for children and, and, and battered women, drug counselors, mental illness, uh, you know, providers. And this is where soldiers soldiers where I thought we were speeding the thing up of getting people out there in a timely manner to to help with people. But. It's also a split second thing. It's dusk. It's almost seven o'clock. They have to defend themselves. They've got somehow. to defend themselves. And if they see somebody who thinks that they that they've been shot at, or there's been reports, and somebody's making a move, I'm not willing. I'm not ready. I'm not ready to say who's right or wrong here. No. I mean, I, I think we can all. I bet if we ask those officers, yeah, they aren't happy about what happened. Of course not. So. Uh, uh, you know, before we go there, it's like, oh, they're totally happy. No. Uh, no. Th- th- I, we don't know. No, we don't know anything other than somebody was shot. They were throwing rocks. But we found, it's Monday morning quarterback. Found that out later. Right. Right. The cops have to defend themselves. And other people. And other people. They've got to stop the man from throwing the rocks into the street at cars. Is there a better way to do that than shoot him? I don't have Is there a answer. less lethal option? Less lethal option, yes. Can carry around with them that will give them a stunning power. Right. No. At the same time that will be able to disable somebody. Uh, Could you just run at them? Well, if they thought he had a rock, I'm right. sure they would have done something different. But yeah. if you think you had his, a gun, I doubt you're running at him. I think that's the other question. Could they have done this in a less less lethal way? And what did they think he had? Yeah, that's the big thing. We don't know. Yeah. All right. We'll get more into it. Um, we had a guy throwing rocks at the police officer's uh, car, and uh, they shot him, and he's dead. And the investigation starts. Up next, Hurricane Ian makes landfall. Uh, a Cat 4. 150 miles an hour right now. Yeah. If you saw Pinal County, if you saw if you saw parts of Florida, oh. you wouldn't recognize it. I'm watching... Uh, Houses float down the street. You guys have no idea. Gatos is in on Twitter, and he's just watching. I just I Dude, have like, to. Look at this guy. He gets hit by a tree branch. Well, and then they, they put the reporters out yeah. there. We're going to talk That's about that, That's part of the too. fun, though, right? Like, they put them out yeah, there. But, boy, is it dangerous. Yeah. All Especially right. Especially when stuff's flying around, man. Oh. Um, we're going to talk about the storm. Uh, and, and, and where does this storm kind of land when you talk about the top 10 storms yeah. of all time is this is could this be you know one of those all right we'll talk about it next it is the gatos and chad show arizona's news station ktar news 92.3 fm a mashup of news information and entertainment you're locked in to the gatos and chad show all right we're watching the hurricane hurricane ian You know, it's one of the things when you go on social media and everybody is in their home 
and they're taking video and they're posting it to their social. I mean, I'm looking at part of Florida, uh, Bonita Springs. Yeah. Uh, cars that are outside are underwater. That's how high it is. That's yep. how high the water is. So I've never been to Bonita Springs. I don't know anything about it. But as I watch this, there is there. I'm watching a neighborhood. There are cars that are underwater. Yeah. I was listening to Broomhead today when we were on the way over with uh, to go listen to, to, to celebrate Jim. But he's got family there, too. Uh, well, yeah, and he was talking about, you know, some of these places and the hurricanes and, like, what people are seeing. And this, because it's so weird because 24 hours ago, people are out doing stuff. If they hadn't left and they were, you know, they're on the beach. Yeah, and they're and, taking and, pictures. And they know it's coming. And, and they're taking pictures yeah, because yeah. it's Mother Nature. And it's, you know, it's, it's, it's disastrous. All right. Um, let's see. Let's see what we got. Uh, oh, did you see the citizen? There was a guy that, that went out, uh, outside cause he saw a cat that was like on top of like a big box outside. Listen to this. Listen to the wind. Kitty. <laughs> Yelling kitty. Water is above his knee. Yeah, I'm probably leaving that cat outside. Sorry. You know what? So Here's the thing. The cat? Yeah. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. And he's going to go find a place that you're not going to be able to get to. Exactly. And do you think he's going to help you? No. You know why? Because yeah. he's a cat. There was a reporter got hit by debris. Listen really carefully. You hear him like, I don't want to say squeal, but what would you say? He, ugh. I was yeah. a little surprised. Ugh. Just came flying by. Ooh. <laughs> it was, ooh. Sounds like he's playing football. So this guy's in the middle of the street. And... He could barely stand up. Yeah. The wind is so bad. And this big branch takes his legs out. And this, this is a real. Line. Yeah. This is real. Not like, remember that CNN reporter that's like, it's so horrible out here. And then you see that little old lady walking yeah, behind. Yeah, walking him. around. This is real. Like, yeah, the guy's real. out there. And there is. Ish. <sighs> here, here it is again. Just came flying by. All right. You know what? <laughs> I think I'm just going to come in here for a second. Yeah, and, and I love the guy, the reporter. It's like, hey, Jim, you should probably move it a little bit closer. Get somewhere safe before you do the rest of this report now that you're almost dead. Yeah, and that guy who you just did the voice of yeah. wants that person outside. Yeah, well, of course. Yeah, But He'd he doesn't like want to him watch dead this. because it's bad. Right. It's bad you don't TV. Want to, right, right. What I just tasted was C. We are already seeing big sea spray. We will see 12 to 18 foot of storm surge. That is the type that can move cars, people, and homes. All right, let's hear some wind. really crazy. There's some more. I think the one thing you worry about with this storm is that it is going to come in at a four, almost a five, and then it's going to sit there and just that's, flood. That's the worst. The right place. There. That is brutal. That's the worst. Um, I know someone riding it out. They're staying put. We need and to I, put that person on the air. I, I was just going to say, I think I'm going to Facebook message them and see. Can you? Yeah, and see if they're still connected. That's okay. the other thing. They let's, might not be. But let's see if we yeah. can get that person on I the think, air. I think they're right there where the eye is right now. Yeah, that would be interesting. Which I, is a trip. Man, I'm, I'm just captivated by th- what we're seeing mm-hmm. when these storms happen. Nature will mess you up. Yes. At the end of the day, right. nature is everything. It's, it is king. It is queen. It is all-knowing and Damn, is it deadly? I'm seeing just Naples getting crushed. It's a catastrophic storm surge to Naples. And water is moving not only into houses, but it's moving houses. Yeah. 
All right. We'll keep you up to date on Hurricane Ian. All right. Up next. Up uh, next. We're all feeling it. My wife just texted me that she filled uh, she filled up the gas tank and um, the sticker shock. One of your shishi cars? Yeah, we've got the bougie gasoline. Oh, bougie. Not good. Not good. Over indeed. five bucks. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Gas prices are skyrocketing in the valley. We're going to tell you why. Because there's got to be a why here. Why is it happening? How long will it last? How much longer will you have to pay these ridiculous, you know, gas prices? Could it get worse because of this? Could it get worse because of Ian? Absolutely. All right, that's next. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Serious news, seriously entertaining. The Gatos and Chad Show. Yeah, gas prices are getting worse in uh, the Valley. So, Chad, this the other day, I love this story. You get up at 2 a.m., you look at your favorite gas station, you're like, now come back after I work a a crazy schedule. So that's 2 a.m. You go back at 6 p.m., and it went up 30 cents. 30 cents. In a day. I'm feeling the heat. So either, either that place is ripping us off and jipping us or we we have a real problem wise man uh, steve zinsmeister what do we got for valley gas prices uh in phoenix today the average regular gas is 455 455 a week ago it was 423 that's 32 cents cheaper a week ago why well we don't know you know, how I was playing California and their right. wackiness. Okay, there we had to unexpectedly take uh, the uh, the refinery plant down and clean it up and get ready for the winter plant. Yeah, I think everybody wants to know why are your gas prices going up. Let's find out right now. Guy who's smarter than us. That's easy to do, right? Amen. Uh, longtime uh, economics professor, ASU, Dennis Hoffman. Dennis, how are you? I'm great. How about you guys? We're doing good. Tell us why gas prices all of a sudden have gone up. We've got families out there. We've got people listening that are worried this is going to be, you know, something we're going to have to deal with forever. Well, it is uh, a bit of a quandary. I have to say, nationally, the wholesale price of uh, gasoline is on the 250 range. Usually, uh, Phoenix is a buck above that. That would call for 350. And of course, we got another buck floating around here. <laughs> if you dig into it, uh, the national wholesale isn't—it's that doesn't mean that wholesale is two fifty everywhere. Unfortunately, the West Coast refineries, just like I think it was Chad said, blame it on those Californians. Always do uh, those West Coast California refineries. Uh, you know, are having trouble, and uh, you know, on the West Coast, wholesale is is considerably more expensive than uh, than it is on the east coast it's it's an unprecedented difference east coast to west coast in terms of uh, wholesale and so therefore we have access to both but a lot of our fuel comes from california so what we need to be doing guys is build more refineries Hey, Chad, you want one in your backyard? Uh, you know what? Here's my thing. I've said that for years. When's the last time we built the refinery? Honestly. 70s. The, the 70s. 70s. Really? Yes. And when's yeah. the... There's one for sale uh, out in the... Uh, well, right now, it's 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 in a place where there's a hurricane, but nobody wants to buy it because of the headaches. Hey, hey Dennis, speaking of like the, the insanity of the refineries, this, that, and the other, there are refineries out there in the southeast. They're getting battered. Could this also start to put pressure on... on, on Oil prices and gas prices? Not too much. At all. It's a decent question, but uh, um, you know, most of the refineries and uh, and uh, and the gas industry is is closer to uh, to New Orleans and uh, Alabama. So the early runs with this hurricane, I was worried about that. But 
as the hurricane went further east and is ripping apart Florida as we speak. Um, you know, there'll be some minor challenges, but uh, it's not going to be the kind of hit to the petroleum industry that it would have if it would have hit, uh, you know, 500 miles west of there. So it really is a problem of investment. You know, we, we can point fingers here. Um, regulation is a problem. We've, we hear a lot about government regulation of uh, the, the fossil fuel industry and uh, the you know, the current administration is not as friendly to the fossil fuel industry as the prior administration was. Mm-hmm. But frankly, I see it as if you look at like rig counts, if you look at everything across the nation, you know what this is, guys? It's it's investors, private sector investors saying to themselves, you know, what's the future in oil and gas? Everybody seems to want an electric vehicle down the road and uh why should we sink millions of millions of dollars hmm. into new refineries, new wells, new distribution uh, networks? And so I, I don't see this changing really very quickly. I think we're going to be dealing with a deteriorating uh, fossil fuel uh, infrastructure, and there's not a lot of investment money that's going to go into bolstering it, even though there's money to be made, at least in the short run. Right. But unless, you know, unless you guys, you know, want to come up with a few bucks and, and buy a refinery. I would uh, love I to. Think we're going to be saddled with this. Where do you build them? By the way, we're talking to Dennis we're, Hoffman. He's a longtime economist professor at ASU. Where do you build the refineries? You, it's tough to get them. You can't even build an apartment complex. No, yeah, that's, that's the problem well, right there. It's well, regulation over regulation. Hmm. Well, yeah, but what's driving the regulation? It's people that don't want these things in their backyards, right? So it's not just a bunch of government folks sitting around dreaming up things that uh, throw a monkey wrench into things. It's it's all of us, you know. We're you know. Uh, we've met the enemy, and it's us. Dennis, I live in the middle of the Valley of the Dirt People. I, I Pinal County, for those who don't know. And there's plenty of nothing out there because it is the dirt. And I throw it out there. I bet people will be fine. But then you got to start talking about what? Well, then we got to talk about pipelines. And then we got to talk. And there's where the nightmare comes in. Every time you turn around, it's something else. Chad, we couldn't get a gas turbine plant sited and approved in Pinal County earlier this year. Hmm. Uh, try and well, they couldn't vote uh, either, so I really wouldn't put That's it past. That's just not going to happen. Yeah, see, it's a mess. Hey, uh, hey, Dennis, is there anything Governor Doug Ducey can do? Is there any good solution? Oh goodness, um, you know, people are, have thought around this problem. You know, you try to get rid of the gas tax for a short period of time. You try to encourage this or encourage that. Um, you know, the Californians are giving people. Uh, low-income people, they're writing them a check, you know, to kind of soften the burden. Mm. But, of course, that just fuels demand for the product. You know, one thing that high prices for petroleum will do is that, you know, folks will just drive, that, that can, folks will drive less. Right. And uh, it's it's pretty tough for for uh, government officials to do this unless you, get, you know, have a magic wand and you can somehow change popular sentiment around love or hate of fossil fuels. Right. And, uh, you know, this is, and, and then you got to convince investors that, that the minds have truly been changed and investors come along and in, invest in this 
sector, and and we get more of it. But the number of rigs, oil rigs, uh, in in place today uh, compared with you know six years ago, it's like half. Wow! And I'm talking under a President Obama's administration. We got half of the rigs in place today that we had during uh, Mr. Obama. And those declined, by the way, during most of the Trump administration. They just kept coming down. And so it's not, regulation is a factor. I get it. Inciting is a factor. But it's our preference to move away from fossil fuels that I think is making investors nervous. Gotcha. I don't know. This is, uh, we have to get inside the heads of investors. And, you know, some of this is just conjecture. But uh, it makes sense to me. All right, Dennis, you're awesome. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate your time. Hey, you guys, keep keep doing the, the, the good things that you do down there and give me a buzz. I'd be happy to chat any day. Okay. You're the man. You're the man. Dennis Hoffman, longtime uh, economics professor at ASU. Uh, yeah, I, I think he makes a lot of sense. There are less rigs today than, what would you say, well, once COVID hit, years, there was 15, no reason to have rigs. Right. 15 years ago? Yeah. Okay. You know, and because we've got what? The great push for this. Somebody brought up something great today. They, they text me and they said, dude, could you imagine if this was all renewable energies in Florida and everything went out? How long it would take to get all the solar panels back up, yeah. all the windmills? It would take, it would take yeah. fossil fuels are never going anywhere. It's what? how do we meld the two together? To make it a reality. So gas prices are certainly high in Phoenix. What's the solution? Maybe Dennis said it. Drive less. It's not great. It's all we got. Coming up next, Scottsdale has become a bunch of party poopers. Party poopers. We'll explain next. Arizona's news station. KTAR News, 92.3 FM. A mashup of news, information, and entertainment. The Gatos and Chad Show, 2 till 6. Hey, remember 405 Everyday Midterm Mayhem. Uh, it is the madness, the mayhem that is the 2022 midterm election. Mayhem. We're going to talk about who's going to win over independence here in Maricopa County, Hobbs or Lake. We've got some new numbers. We're going to talk to Jan Brewer, former Arizona governor, about that. 405 the mayhem. The mayhem. So, have uh, you guys ever used an Airbnb or a Verbo, one of those things? Scottsdale's like one of the hip places. I think we all know that. We're driving through it today. Very she-she. Love it. Because uh, somebody took us there said, this is the easiest way to go. And we were like, oh, I don't really think so, but whatever. So, and one of the big things that's happened, a law passed a while ago, went into effect on Saturday, which will allow cities to essentially kind of regulate short-term rentals. And okay. this is the, hey, there's a big concert series here. Let's all party at somebody's house really cheaply this weekend and annoy the neighbors. And Scottsdale's trying to put a kibosh on some of that. Why is that? The same reason all cities want to do this. Because, well, the hotels. You're not going to hotels. My brother in Atlanta... Um, they moved because there were houses like that in their neighborhood. Yeah. And, uh, they were short-term rentals and people went there to party and, you know, my brother's got, you know, two, two young, young girls and, uh, it got noisy and he's like, you know what? I don't like this anymore. I don't like what the neighborhood's become. And he moved. Uh, I think Scottsdale's looking at this and saying, yeah, we don't want people to move out. Uh, we got to regulate this somehow. So you have to buy a, you have to get a uh, city permitting cost now. 
thing. Like you got to go to some sort of permit. That's two hundred fifty bucks. And if there's three like noise complaints during the year, you could face up to a two thousand dollar fine. Yeah. But I was really shocked about there's forty three hundred short term rentals in Scottsdale since two thousand sixteen. That's what they're showing. Uh, if you go and look currently, they think it's uh, you know that has risen as high at times as six thousand. You. You're not staying at a hotel. And my, my wife's going next week to California. Mm-hmm. And uh, my daughter's some tests out there, my, my oldest one. And, and she, they're, they're staying at Airbnb. It was so much cheaper. Right. And they're staying at a cool place. And I could see it's a threat. It's Uber's a threat to taxis. Who takes a taxi anymore? When's the last time you took a taxi? London. London, when I was there this summer. Yeah. Yeah. Just because of the experience. And you know what? In all honesty, we stopped doing that, and we went for... Actually, we stopped doing that, and we decided to use Uber in London, and it was better, actually. Yeah. 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 You know, yeah. but it's... It is... People who want this, like, who want an Uber, people who want these short-term rentals, you know, it, it works better with their schedule, works better with their wallet, it works... It's just a little easier. And that's the whole point. Yeah. Right? Like, it's... It is so much easier, and it's 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 competition. Nobody wants competition. They hate it. And so, so much of this is driven by the fact that you've got people that go and lobby, and they go and lobby and tell the people, hey, we bring you guys tons of tax revenue. What are these people doing for you? When was the last time you tried to get an Airbnb or a, or a Verbo? Well, my, my, just the other day. So, we went to the beach just a while back, and we were going to get an Airbnb, or a, we usually use Verbo, and we had stayed in one. Last summer or summer before last, it was terrific. They were booked, so we were going somewhere different. So we found this cute little one appropriate for two people, like a little condo, right? Price was good, appropriately close to the beach. Get down to booking it. They wanted a $3,000 deposit. I don't blame them. And I just went, I don't think so. Yeah. yeah. But yes, and so I've been reading where Airbnb and Verbo are starting to get a lot of blowback. People are now are going, you know what? I'd you, rather stay in a hotel. Yeah, but if you're going to trash my place, exactly. I no, want a $3,000 I, I don't blame you, but now people are starting maybe to go well, the other direction. Plus, they're also getting charged all these extra fees because they, you know, you're coming at, they're coming after you because yeah. you're a threat to big business. All right, coming up. Are we watching the destruction of Florida? Hurricane Ian has made landfall. You're not going to believe some of the stuff we're seeing. We're going to tell you about it next.